now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Happiness Journey with Dr. Dan podcast, where every journey is worth living. My name is Dr. Dan, and I'm your host for today's episode. I am a cognitive behavior psychotherapist specializing in anger management issues, both court-appointed and private, marriage counseling, dissociative identity disorders, narcissistic personality disorders, depression, anxiety, and so much more. If you need any assistance, reach out to DMV Counseling and Therapy Services at 301-325-1550. Now, today, I'm very excited to have on our podcast a very special guest, author, and psychotherapist, just like me, Dr. Knut White. Like, just like every of my past episodes, I will leave it up to him to properly introduce himself as no one can do a better job as himself. Doc, the floor is yours, my friend. Hey, Dr. Dan. Good morning. Uh, yeah, it's nice to, to be here. It's a pleasure. And thank you for having me. I am, as you have said, Dr. Kenyut White. I, I am Jamaican. Your audience will hear the accent <laughs> going, right? However, I, I, I live in the United States. Um, growing up in Jamaica, it, 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 it was a very difficult journey. Um, it, it, you know, it's a third world country and you would understand the, the challenges um, that, that is inherent, inherent in, the, in third world countries. But um, I, I grew up in poverty, no doubt. A, a very, very, um, you know, caring mother, um, father who, who, who was an alcoholic. But um, I, I have moved through that eventually and achieved uh, academically and otherwise with um, two masters, a doctorate, uh, um, naturally uh, a bachelor's. And, and I, I continue my, my education doing a master's in public administration at this time. Um, yeah. So... So, so that's me in a nutshell. I'm an author. I, uh, back in Jamaica, I, I was a justice of the peace here in, 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 in Florida, um, where I live. I, I'm a notary public and I've been doing well for myself, a psychotherapist, you know. Yeah. Excellent. Wow. Thank you very much for this intro, Doc. Um, so tell me, uh, since when you were living in uh, Jamaica and you were going through uh, difficult challenges, what brought you to the United States? Well, how did you manage uh, despite the very big challenges that most of the citizens of Jamaica are suffering from, which is lack of food or lack of shelter or uh, water, clean water, that is. Um, what have you done to be able to manage to get out of this environment and find yourself in the United States? Yeah, let, let me clarify something, though, because um, despite the, the third world countryship of Jamaica, um, they, they, you know, it, it's really have this in-between perhaps between a first world and a third world, because um, in terms of clean water, it, it, it's there and so on. You know, it's not very bad, but um, in terms of individual families, right, it, there might be a challenge um, uh, acquiring the, the basic needs, right? Um, for me, um, I, I was having a challenge sometimes finding food because of the domestic challenges in my family. Uh, my mother um, wasn't working. Right, and um, we find so so many families have that sort of challenges. But um, in, in aggregate, Jamaica, um, it, you know, is not that poor. But um, but I, I I migrated to the United States several years ago. Um, you know, and and I am I I become a citizen and so on. But um, it, there's a difference. And in, in fact, I, the United States, the principles of the United States. Uh, and, and, and another country for me, my second country, uh, uh, helped me to to progress in in many ways. So so yes, I, you know I, I I must appreciate 
both my countries. <laughs> yes, yes, that I agree. You go visit often uh, back there, or uh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, the pandemic has not allowed that recently. You you know you know the challenges, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, I I love the United States and I love my Jamaica. They're, they're you know two countries I know of. I'm fortunate, I guess. Do you still have family left out there, uh, Dr. Knut? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I still have family. And uh, brothers and sisters, any? Sisters. Sisters. Okay. 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 Perfect. Now, tell me um, the challenges from coming from Jamaica to the United States and going through a lot of like, um, you know, different education. And what was it? Was there a difficult transition from that country to this one? Or how, how did you manage with the culture shock? Oh, yes. The, the culture shock was difficult for me, right? Uh, you, you would realize that I came here as an adult. And, and, and that's where the difficulty lies. Because when you um, transit from one country to another as an adult, the, the, the language barrier, that, that's, the, that, that's the main thing that might, might be a challenge. Um, you'll hear the strong Jamaican accent, even though I'm speaking English, right? And, and um, there are certain persons who might not have understood. So they, they, my 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 um, accent, and and that for me was a challenge because the frustration that it creates, you know, persons that understand in my accent, and and then I'm trying to get them to understand to clarify what I'm trying to say, and um, it, it, the reverse is also true that um, you know that the United States is a melting pot culture, and therefore there are persons who I, I, I am not able to, to understand their accent as well. And, and that's for me was, was a challenge. Um, the, 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 the whole thing about, you know, the, the Jamaica is a, a, a British you know, a country, so to speak, you know, in terms of the Commonwealth. And um, the way we spell things back in Jamaica, the way we, we man over the English language back in Jamaica, it's sort of different here, right? This thing about schedule, schedule, direct, direct. Yes. And so on. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, so the culture shock was sort of odd for me coming here. And the educational system in the United States, uh, Dr. Knut, um, do you feel that was also something difficult to transition into uh, from studying in Jamaica to studying here in the US? I, I will always say this, Dr. Dan, and um, we use the British system back in Jamaica, right? Uh, and um, what happened in my mind, it's more, the British system is more difficult. Having, um, having you know, being able to maneuver both system, I, I realized that the British system is more difficult. So, so therefore, it would, be, it would have been easier for me uh, moving oh. through the yeah through the, the, the US system, but then, uh, yeah. then when it comes to the doctor degree and the many different uh, masters, do you feel that the the level of teaching or the level of education here in the upper level, which is like okay. a doctorate and masters compared to bachelors, do you feel that there was like a, a very big difference in terms of what you've learned in Jamaica and what you've learned here? Not that the the um, disparity is, is not too wide. Okay. Definitely, because concepts are concepts. Correct. It, it, yeah, and, and you'd have, and you'd appreciate that, Doc. And and um, so so therefore, um, the disparity wouldn't be too wide. It's just that the way it is it has been taught, right? But um, it, it it wasn't wide. Okay. But when you come, of course, I mean, mental illness in the U.S. or mental illness in Jamaica is the same. Uh, yeah. The ID here or the ID in Jamaica is the same or anxiety or depression. So yes, but when it comes to um, 
way of, let's say if you did a master degree in business, business right. yes, the rules of accounting, et cetera, are different than the rules in Jamaica. So learning a business degree in Jamaica will be different than here in the U.S. unless if they do more international kind of studies. That's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. So, so I, all right, my doctorate is in education, okay. right? Um, with a organizational um, leadership concentration, right? Let's say concentration instead of minor. I, I have done organizational studies back in Jamaica because okay. I have a master's in organizational studies. And um, the principles are the same, but, but what I've realized though um, in, in the US, because the, the, the social system is different. Correct, yes. In terms of the application, right? While, while, while the course is being taught, it, it, that, that's where the disparity comes in, right? In terms of the application. But, but it, it, it wasn't difficult for me to understand because um, as, as we have said, concepts are concepts. Yes. And you have the base. You have and the, I have the base was there. Yeah, exactly. So you just have to kind of here. tweak it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. Now, the, the fact that you have advanced yourself in the educational system and have done several masters, a doctor degree, um, a license in psychotherapy, um, do you feel that the market here in the United States is... Um, I would say a much better market because of course the amount of population that we have here compared to Jamaica, that's a given. But do you feel that you, you, have, um, you have transitioned fully here in the, the, the mentality, the culture in the US compared to, because like, as you said, um, you left when you were an adult in right. Jamaica. So you have been raised with certain methods, certain ways, Etc. So, do you feel that you have completely transitioned, or you still kind of like adapt the same culture as you did in Jamaica? I like that. I'm transitioning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I no, I'm not completely transitioned. I, I I think it's 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 it would be a difficult thing based on the fact that I came here as an adult, right? So the, the transition would be a bit difficult, and and it's a, it's it's going to be a long journey, right? Yes. You know, because I I have. I have done so much back in Jamaica. I have learned so much. And it, it, it's a matter of uh, tweaking, as, as the word that you have used, or unlearn certain things in order to, 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 to learn, relearn certain things back here um, in the United States. So, so, so I am still transitioning as it relates to that. As it relates to, to psychotherapy, the comparison, right? Jamaica and the United States. The market, uh, it, it's, it's sort of the same if the market means um, persons with mental illnesses, persons with needs for psychotherapy. It's the same. However, the, the, the system here in the United States is different. And um, I, I, I figure based on the, the, the access to insurance and, and, and other, other um, um, elements of the, the whole process, the, the, the United States persons in the United States are more um, uh, able to go to, to, to therapy um, than persons in Jamaica, because in Jamaica, the, 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 the fact that insurance are not that uh, prevalent, yeah. right? Then yeah. There would be a challenge. But um, do, you, do you feel that um, there's a stigma behind mental illness in Jamaica versus here in the US, it's more accepting? 
Do you feel there's a difference there, uh, Doc? Oh, yes, yes. Here in the United States, it's more accepting. Um, take for instance, you know, we have the individual stigma and the familial stigma. You know, if, if somebody in the family have, have, a, have a, a mental challenge, then, then the, the entire family will be stigmatized, um, in, you know, back, back in Jamaica, right? Um, I'm not seeing that much here in the, in the United States, right? But um, there, there, there is still elements of, um, of, of stigmatization uh, across the board, but um, I, I'm, I'm seeing less stigma um, in, in, Jamaica, in, in the US than, than in Jamaica. So it's more it's more accepted because more let's say compared to the to Jamaica, um, as you said, the whole family will be stigmatized versus right. the U.S. It's more of an isolated. So if let's right. say a member of the family has mental illness, they will focus primarily on that person, and now the whole family will be seen as suffering from that same mental illness. Right, definitely. Um, but at the same time, um, when it comes to for you, like in your practice, do you feel that you have um, a lot of people that are hesitant? If let's say they, you know, they're not as open-minded versus in Jamaica, they will be, they will speak more freely. Yeah, you know, you know it's something I, I always believe and, and I've uh, expressed this. In, in Jamaica, I realize because it's, it's really expensive to, to see uh, a therapist, right? Mm -hmm. It might cost up to, to 9,000 Jamaican dollars. It's, 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 well, comparing it here, it's somewhere around $60 here. $60 but it's a lot of money, right? So a person who is, is, is suffering or living with mental challenges might just, you know, find some other ways to cope, right? Might, might smoke, might, might um, go to the, the bar, you know, in terms of um, yeah. becoming intoxicated, you know, find, find ways to, to deal with the pain, um, uh, you know instead of spending that money here in the United States because of the insurance, the availability of the insurance, persons will more see the, the therapist. They have more choices. More choices. Options, yeah. more, yeah, okay. In terms of seeing the therapist. Yes. But more choices in Jamaica in terms of not seeing the therapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a very good, uh, interesting person. Yeah. Um, now for you, if let's say, um, in your case, uh, Dr. Knut, with uh, the different... Uh, you know, the transitioning part, what, what do you do to be able to um, teach your patient about happiness, about how to cope with their uh, mental challenges or mental illnesses? Do you have a specific way to be able to uh, educate them? Oh, yeah. I, for me, I, I'd like to, 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 to say first my concept of happiness. I, I never think that we can be 100% happy. Okay. Happiness is like energy in my mind. It can be depleted. Potential, yeah, waiting. There are things out there, there are stimulus, stimuli out, out there that waiting for you to, to make you happy, right? I call that potential happiness. Okay. And there are kinetic happiness. Um, and, and, and you know I'm aligning this to energy, potential energy and kinetic energy, mm -hmm. right? And um, therefore, um, there, there are things that you, you, my client would need to understand as it relates to happiness. First, they need to understand that, hey, happiness is like energy. It can be depleted. You will not be 100% happy. And, and, and um, I'd I like to suggest, Dr. Dan, that um, it's, it's important to be sad, then glad. 
I use that because a lot of times when you are glad, too happy, you it, then you end up um, being bounced around more when it, it becomes when when you face disappointment. Mm-hmm. The thing just didn't happen that you were expecting to happen. So the impact is is is, is more drastic if you are glad before you become sad. So in other words, just, just have a, an open mind. Okay. Think that anything is possible. That, that's what I mean by being sad, then glad. Is it, I mean, the, the, the fact that you said the, the concept of you cannot always be happy and energy cannot be de- depleted or created. Um, the thing is, is that when you have uh, people who are sad and when they become happy, is it because they will appreciate it more? So then they will not take happiness for granted? Well, in order to be, to be sad, then glad, right? When you, when you are sad, and, and I remember, you know, this, this term sad is used loosely, right? Sad is basically have an open mind, right? And, and if you have an open mind that anything is possible, right? It all, it all, it all speaks to the impact if you are disappointed. Because, Dr. Dan, you, you know that we, we, our mind, it works so odd, right? We, we think about things before it even happens, right? I, I, I am thinking about what to say before, you know, I, I, you finish talking, yeah. right? That, that, that's it. That's psychological. Yes. So our mind keeps working, working, working. And a lot of times our mind keeps saying, hey, this is going to happen well. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. But what if you are not, if it ends up that you're not okay? If the thing that you believe will happen to make you happy, that potential happiness, right, just didn't work out, didn't turn out to be happiness, right? It's going to be tough. It's going to be tougher than if you had said to yourself, hey, anything is possible. So then um, those who have been um, like the big movement of the laws of attraction, okay, Um, where thoughts become things. Now, you've read the book, The Secret from Rhonda Byrne and all the other books that relates to that same topic. Um, wh- what I have seen is like, okay, well, if I'm thinking about, um, you know, like uh, abundance or I'm thinking about, uh, you know, health and uh, prosperity, et cetera, then it will happen. So, but then when it doesn't happen, do people just take uh, affirmative action to be able to make the things what they're thinking about to happen? Or if it doesn't happen the way they want, is it just, okay, well, I'm going to brush it off and try to find an alternative? I mean, what, what is the, for you, the laws mm-hmm. of attraction? Do you think it's something that is just um, frivolous? Do you think it's just, uh, you know, like not existent? Because then again, people who do not know, who do not put the belief and action behind their thoughts, the thoughts will not become reality. Yeah, but, but you see, my, my belief is that, yes, we talk about the mind and the power of the mind. However, we, we also know that the mind can be deceptive because we live outside of ourselves, Doc. There are many things happening around us. The, the, the whole COVID virus thing will, will tell us. There are many things happening around us that we are not so much in control of. So, so therefore, I don't believe that what we, we think, in, in most cases, that is what is going to happen because they're powerful. Um, factors outside of us yes. that will change where we go, where our mind 
tried to take us. So, so we have to understand that um, there are outside factors that will, will challenge our, our um, quest for happiness, you know, and, and, and we can't do anything about it. Okay, so let's say for you, you had a goal in your mind to be able to say, I'm going to go for my master's, I'm going to do my doctorate. You studied, you did everything that, it, uh, that you, and you reach that level. So that was in your thoughts originally. Do you feel that your journey to reaching, to getting your degrees, has it rerouted you somewhere else? Because it appears that you were thinking about getting your degree and you made it happen. So there's nothing in between or external factors that change your path. Because yeah. you had that desire. So if someone has that desire, that means that they can reach their goals. Right. But perhaps nothing had changed my part. But um, you see, if, if you're going to be using um, this example, my example, there are other persons who, they, they might be they external factors that change their, their path. Because, take for instance, lack of um, um, financial um, resources yes. to finish that degree. Correct. Something happened in their lives. Uh, death of someone, um, the, the female got pregnant and cannot um, balance school and, and, and pregnancy and so on. So, so it, in the, for different individuals, right, there might be things, external factors, as I said, that will affect the, the journey. But, 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 but you know, Dr. Dan, the, the journey is what is, 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 is where the happiness comes from. Yes, correct. Yeah. I, I heard someone said recently on a program, and I, 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 I don't forget that, that he's a mountain climber. Doc. And um, he's saying that when you reach up there, you cannot spend too long up there. And it's really the journey. The people you meet, the experience you have going up there, but when you go up there, it's like a short time and you have to be, be down again, right? So, so I, I, I sort of um, tie that in, align that to, to studying and so on. It's a journey, the, the papers that you have to do, the people you meet while you, you, you're getting that degree, you know. But uh, getting the degree, that, that's not where the happiness comes. The degree itself uh, yeah. is a journey. Because I think you make a very good point in terms of, um, yeah, you are proud at the end of that uh, journey, but then you tell to yourself, what's next? <laughs> what? And you always come up with another challenge because I think, as you said, the, the happiness comes into the journey. The destination yeah. is just icing on the cake. Yeah. But the destination is very short-lived because after we reach destination, we tend to always look for something else, for another challenge, for another journey, for another path that we want to take in life. So it yeah. never really ends. Mm -hmm. Like, for yeah. example, you said to yourself, Elon Musk, he's the richest man on earth, okay? Right. Um, he has over, like, his wealth is over 310 billion. How much more money can he ask for? But in the back of his mind, it's not about the money. It's about what is my next journey? Yeah. What is my next goal? For him, this is how he thrived. This is how he, he, he finds his own happiness. Mm -hmm. But, like, for example, like, what is, okay, let me ask you, Doc. What is your definition to happiness? My definition to happiness is the, 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 the journey, as I've said, the journey that um, you, have, you have experienced while, while going to a particular um, um, destination, right? Okay. Or, or, or um, 
they're not to a particular thing that you like to achieve to your achievement. Because look, this thing about frustration, what 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 we know as frustration in psychology is that there is this barrier between your goal and and you, yeah. right? And 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 when you reach that barrier, that's when you become frustrated, right? So so happiness is the goal. You are here, but that journey must be cleared. That journey must be cleared. And the barriers, there are several barriers that can prevent you from being happy. We, we talked about them before. Um, you know, your, your relationships, not necessarily intimate relationships, because, you know, your relationship at work, your relationship with others, you know, the, you know the, the, your resources yeah, can create a challenge while you, 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 you strive for happiness, right? You want a home and you're trying to save for that home. Something else happens, split that saving in two, right? So, so yeah, the journey to happiness is the, the experience that you have and, and um, you know, the things you have to pull down to, to reach there. So, so it ties into the whole thing about frustration and the barriers that you might face along the way. So now, how do you deal with frustration, Doc? How okay. do you manage those, for example? Okay, okay. For me personally, I... I I wait, I observe, I, I try to, to, to find ways. Look, you might not find ways to deal with frustration immediately. You have to be an observer. Okay. Observe your own lives. I, this thing about SWOT analysis, it's, it's a business concept, mm -hmm. strength, weaknesses, opportunity, and, and, and threats. threats yeah. we, we, we have to apply that to, to our lives as we move through frustration. What are the strengths that we have? What are the weaknesses? How can we turn these weaknesses into strengths or eliminate those weaknesses? What are the opportunities out there, right? Um, so that I can, can deal with the, the barriers that, that cause the frustration. Correct. What are the threats that in order for me to, to reach my goals and, and some of these, these threats are basically those barriers that, that, that are there. So, so for me, I, I, I observe, I use the SWOT and I would suggest that others use the SWOT analysis. It's not only a business concept, it's a concept that can be used in your personal life. Okay, I see. Well, that's, that's actually an interesting approach on how to combine what the, the SWOT is when it comes to your business versus yeah. the SWOT in your uh, own personal life. But right. then um, there's a lot of people that just give up after the first barrier. They give up when challenges happen. They feel that maybe it's a sign of the universe that tells me to stop, to not move forward. What is your, when let's say you come up with a challenge, do you see it as a warning or do you see it as a personality test? It can be both. Uh, it, it, it can be a warning, right? And, and um, when, when it's a warning, it, it means that that's, that's, that's the most important thing that, that pushed you to think, to, to use the SWAT, right? Um, when you see it as a, a sort of a personal test, right? Um, you, you, you might believe that, okay, it's just a test. So let me rest back. It will get easier um, eventually. But you have to be sure, Dr. Dan. You have to be sure what you see it as, right? What it really is, right? Not what you see it as. What it really is, you have to be sure, right? Because it can affect where you go from there. But there are many persons who who look at the, that giant barrier and say, hey, I can't face this barrier. Okay. And guess what they do? 
they redirect. They will beat up on someone else. They will, you know, and, and that's where domestic violence comes in. That's where conflict with others comes in. And perhaps that's where crime comes in because um, there is this barrier, there's this frustration and I can't deal with this barrier. So let me beat up on someone else. And, and, and therefore I will get this sense of happiness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would talk, I would talk about a perceived happiness, pretense happiness, because happiness might just not be real. Oh, so then you would say it's an illusion. Yeah. So it's like living in the matrix. It's like, yeah. is our life real? If I'm, I mean, if you dream big, do you think this is an illusion? It, it, it can be an illusion because it, it, in my mind, and, and in my opinion, no, because it's okay to dream big because I've dreamt big growing up, right? Uh, you know, I've been doing that. But um, it's an illusion, but it can become a reality. It depends on your approach, right? Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like this thing about um, faith without work is debt. So, so therefore, you, you are dreaming big, but what are you doing to get big? That's true. Yeah. So, so action. action. The action is important. So it can be a real, you know, it can be an illusion, really. Uh, but but you know, the, the 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 next flip side, the flip side to that is is what you do, you know. Yeah. So if I would ask you to summarize or to uh, give one main piece of advice to all of our listeners um, regarding your own approach to finding happiness okay now again you know you, you said you, you you're telling that happiness is very it can be temporary it's uh, it can be an illusion um right. if you don't put action and belief behind your dream you have nothing and this is the majority of people they just dream and dream but when it comes to putting action they they actually stop on their track because they are afraid right. so for you what would you say to all of our listeners in terms of um what would you advise as a psychotherapist? We, we have to, you have to know first that um, happiness is not 100%. You cannot be 100% happy. Mm -hmm. you, you have to get that in your mind, in your head. Because if you don't, that will create a sense of, of sadness. So be aware. And along the journey towards happiness, you have to have an open mind that anything can happen, right? You have to do that. However, see happiness as energy. It can be depleted. Mm -hmm. It can be depleted, but always strive for that happiness, no matter what happens. Always strive because it's, it's real. It exists. I'm just saying that it's, it's, it can be depleted and it will not be 100%, right? So keep trying. And, and, and keep an open mind no matter what happened because life is good. And uh, as we say, you, you have to be, you know, to work on it, you have to be active in the pursuit of your dream and in the pursuit of happiness. Wow, Mr. Knut, uh, that is all the time we have for today's podcast. I do appreciate so much the time that you took out of your very busy schedule to join us. Again, thank you for participating and inspiring our many listeners. Now, we hope you have all enjoyed today's episode, and I'm very excited about the many upcoming guests we have for scheduled for the Happiness Journey podcast filled with inspirational stories just like the one you listen to today. 
Now, here are a few concluding words of wisdom. Everyone has the power to visualize. When you visualize, then you materialize. Your thoughts become things. You must first change your thinking in order to change your circumstances. You have the power to change your life. Now, by repeating thought become things, you let it seep into your subconscious mind and your awareness. You start believing it, breathing it, and experiencing it. The rest will materialize in front of you. Do not fret the little details as to how it will happen, but more a question of when. My name is Dr. Dan Amzalag, and you may all keep pursuing your amazing journey in life.